listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. Oh, may the Lord give you his peace. I have a congregation of one today. This is myself and Brother Joseph Michael, the faithful remnant here. Many of the seminarians are on their uh, summer assignments, visiting family and going to other regions where we have friaries. Um, today we have the Feast of St. Romwald. He's the founder of the Camaldolese Order, the Hermits. Um, he lived at the end of the 900s, the beginning of the 1000s, so the turn of the millennium. And uh, we know uh, there's a funny connection with them. Um, fast forward the tape to the early 1500s when there was a renegade group of Franciscans that were trying to start a reform uh, which ended up being known as the Capuchin Reform, which is the group that our community is from, the CFRs, that they had to hide for a little while, and they hid out with these Camatolese hermits where they may have gotten the shaved heads and the long beards and the long pointy hoods. But uh, So there's a spiritual connection there. The um, Capuchins were always known as the eremitical branch of the Franciscan family, and you have these hermits, the Camatolese hermits in St. Romuald, uh, so he was a reformer, and uh, as as all reformers in every era of history, always kind of bringing bringing the church back to the heart of it all, and uh, particularly the importance of prayer and uh, the ascetical life and prayer. And uh, so, just a little word about that today. Um, in the gospel here recently, including today, we have these passages. From the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, where Jesus says some things which are actually just shocking. He says, you have heard that it was said, and then he'll quote Old Testament scripture, da, 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 da. But I say to you, uh, in modern times, maybe sometimes we don't always feel the full weight of the shock. Like, what is Jesus doing? He's claiming divine prerogative here, you know. He's showing up and he's, he's offering passages of scripture and then he's offering a correction or a definitive interpretation, but in a way completely different. You know, he's not making reference to anybody else, you know, like, well, Rabbi so-and-so said, or the school of Rabbi so-and-so interpreted it this way, kind of like what we have now, where it's just the quoting of opinions at different positions. He, he does something shocking. He he kind of presents himself as God, you know, like this is the definitive interpretation and I'm not making reference to anybody else. It's my own, on my own authority, I tell you, boom, this is what it's about. And, uh, whoa, so it's, it's good to acknowledge that. In other passages, we, we have evidence where people are like shocked. Like he's not teaching like the other scribes and the rabbis are these teaching with authority. And, um, Ultimately, it's this kind of thing is going to get him in trouble, the authorities. Um, but so Jesus offers a definitive uh, opinion. But when um, the opinion that we're receiving here is from God, because Jesus is God, we know that it is the author who has authority. That's kind of the thing that's hitting me today in these readings. Uh, and how important this is for us in the modern world, huh? particularly because of the internet and uh, media, we have access to ideas and opinions about all kinds of stuff. And um, 
it has left modern man in a state of, well, uh, some people are calling it like we've never had so much information, but we've never had so little amount of wisdom. You know, like we're in a situation where we can say, well, you know, this person says this, another person's, you know, so a lot of people are like, where do I turn to actually find out what's true, what's right? Or in some cases, people have lost the sense that there is anything known as truth or what's right. It's radical. The dictatorship of radical relativism, as Pope Benedict so clearly articulated when he was the Pope, um, is just matter, tons of opinions and tons of positions, no reference to what's right or wrong, and, and that devolves into quibbles. You know, the great internet debates, usually in the comments on Facebook or tweets on Twitter or whatever, just arguments and you're wrong and you know and it's just it's kind of a funny thing uh, I like to compare it to a boat that's on the water with no sail and no um, rudder and it just gets blown by the waves and the wind <laughs> you know it's just all no guidance there and in the midst of that we have Jesus we have Jesus and uh, what Jesus taught and how he taught it you know with divine authority. And so, you know, as Catholics, as Christians, we would propose that in the midst of all the confusion, in the midst of all of the opinions, again and again and again, we need to come back to Jesus and what he taught, what God has revealed. But also, um, and, and this is where I think St. Romuald comes in today, that what we find in the Bible, what we find in the New Testament, what we find in the definitive teachings of the church which offer guidance there also needs to be a life of prayer and a life of relationship with Jesus for each one of us otherwise the, the it just becomes words that may or may not make sense depending on our own background our own culture but without a doubt there needs to be the sacramental life you know prayer the ascetical life of you know discipline of fasting and and uh, penances and prayer and encountering with God in prayer that enables us to strive and struggle to assimilate what God has revealed, to assimilate this body of teaching, the sacred deposit of faith. You know, and uh, seminarians know well when you're in classes at the seminary, and particularly moral theology classes, sometimes the that things aren't so clear, it's not always so black and white, it's not always so polarized as we so often see in today's world. It's easy to, re- to retreat into simple polarizations, this or that, you know. And so, so often, you know, it takes a little bit of a, a context, you know, the teachings of Jesus in the bigger context of all of his teachings or the teachings of the church you know, seen in context with this full, rich, beautiful development of a certain teaching, you know, pick your hot button topics, whether it's sexual morality, whether it's abortion, whether it's immigration, whether it's euthanasia, with, you know, all these spills over into what we like to compartmentalize as, oh, that's politics, you know, like, as if the word of God has nothing to say about how we live. Um, so here we are, huh? Here we are. And um, so today might be a nice day to unplug a little bit and just give a little time for silence, give a little time for prayer and meditation, giving a little time to be with the Lord 
you know, to, to cultivate the, a relationship with him, you know, go a little deeper, uh, that we may um, strive to hear his voice in our hearts and to help to, to assimilate and to understand within context this life-giving teaching that he's given us, you know, this sacred deposit of our faith, this um, authority of the author, <laughs> this, you know, word that gives life, this word that comes from God that is different than any other word we may hear. It's a word that has um, authority, and it's a word that, that um, isn't up for debate or is, isn't up for, um, you know, an opinion versus so many other opinions. You know, it's this word that comes down from on high, um, from God himself, and it's, it's really only that that gives, that gives us life, you know, to be like our Father. Jesus keeps pointing us to be like the Father. He lets the sun and the rain shine and fall on the good and the evil, so to speak, and this call for us to, to be loving and to be merciful as our Heavenly Father is perfectly merciful and loving and uh, to, to be formed in our thinking and in our acting in our lives and, you know, by this word of God, we're going to be different from the culture, whether it be America, whether it be South America, whether it be Europe, whether it be Asia, whether, you know, all the cultures and times and places and that, uh, that this word of God forms and, and produces a culture of, of God's love, God's mercy, but doesn't leave behind what's true, you know, that you have both what's true and what is loving and merciful reconciled and integrated and uh, so that's our call that's our message and at the heart of that is Jesus Jesus true God and true man Jesus who reveals to us God he reveals to us ourselves he reveals to us the path that we should take and he reveals to us what's true and what's good and what's loving and uh, in prayer we seek and strive to to discover that as we encounter him and grow in his grace and uh, we pray for that grace this day Saint Romwald Pray for us. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Mm-hmm.